1: Welcome to the show, everyone. This has been a request from numerous people about why I haven't talked about much in baseball this year outside of my preview. Realistically, the rule changes, that's all everyone wanted to talk about because they weren't up to speed on the rule changes. But I gotta say, I was right. I told you guys you were gonna focus on the rule changes, but guess what? At the end of the day, it made the game better because it started bringing it closer to what baseball used to resemble before we got into this bloated four-hour mess of nothing but relief pitchers and guys stalling out games unnecessarily. It, it was unterminable watching baseball in terms of unless you were a true diehard purist, which, again, I love watching sports. I love watching baseball, but even I know the product sucked. And so while this is still not a true fix because we still have a bunch of players that are not well-rounded in terms of what they should be doing, at least, at least, we are in a better spot than we were a couple of years ago where, again, the product was unwatchable to the casual viewer. And at the end of the day, you should be caring about who else is watching beyond your fellow sport uh, uh, friends? Because realistically, that genuine interest is what baseball has lacked for so many years that it's going to be a mountain of a hill to even get back to the level it was 15 years ago. Because the NBA has replaced baseball in terms of popularity in the U.S. Whether they want to admit it or not, that's the truth of the matter. Not to say that basketball isn't without its uh, faults, but it's in a healthier spot than baseball, namely because of the fact that you can sell the athletes in the NBA. Baseball doesn't even know how to market its own athletes because you got Shohei Otani being the best player in baseball, and MLB still can't figure out how to market them. And we'll get into the Otani sweepstakes in a moment because the Angels. <laughs> Yeah, we got to talk about the Angels. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk about what happened at the trade deadline. Nothing of real note because of, again, the Otani sweepstakes being a bust and not, nothing happening. We'll talk about that. I'll give my thoughts on the second half of the year. And yes, we will talk about the Yankees. No, I am not remotely surprised because if you read uh, read up on what I said before last year, And coming into this season, you would know everything that I called out on the Yankees was true, and it's only coming uh, to full circle fruition as everything implodes around them. So no, not even remotely surprised with the Yankee season. To to be honest, this was a scenario all of you should have seen coming, because I've been parroting this for quite some time. What happens if Judge isn't able to hard-carry that team the way he had done last year? This is what you get. Anywho. So, let's just kind of take a step back. What are the surprises? Yes, everyone wants to make fun of the Mets. Yes, the Mets, uh, everyone sucking at the exact same time on the Mets. Surprising? Yes. But, that's not a shock. The shock is actually the fact that the Padres, in my opinion, despite having conquered the Dodgers in the playoffs and getting over that hump, could not even remotely translate that momentum into being successful in the regular season. Like The Padres are the schoolyard bully of MLB. Because despite the fact that they have a plus run differential, the reason why the Padres are under 500, it's very simple. When the Padres win, they smoke you. They beat the snot out of you. They beat you by well over four and a half runs on average when they win games. But then, on the flip side, when the Padres lose games, they're losing like these one-nothing, two-nothing games where their offense goes into the complete tank, and you're wondering, why is this team struggling so much? The Padres' pitching has been on point. The Padres have excellent pitching. They're one of the best staffs in the league. They have one of the best ERAs in the league. This is just about the he- uh, Jekyll and Hyde nature of this Padres' offense, where Juan Soto you know, uh, it looks to be set to leaving in free agency, didn't get traded. I don't know what the Padres are looking to do. It didn't make any sense. Uh, so he's not getting the mega deal that he could have gotten with the Nationals. So that gambit has failed spectacularly. Fernando Tatis has been the best player. But, again, he's not going to get credit for it because, you know, obviously the doping and everything else did not help his case. And then Manny Machado never matured into being any kind of of a leader, which... Again, should not be a shock to anyone. But man, it, when you look at the what's a shock of how much of a disappointment they are, the Padres have to be the top of the list. Have to be. Now the media coverage will tell you it's the Mets, but the reality situation, based off the of talent level, it's the Padres. It's not close. It really isn't close. So you you got. You got the Padres basically being fourth in the West because Arizona, the Diamondbacks, have been better than expected. They're a 500 team. Uh, You know, well, slightly above 500. uh, But, you know, again, they've been solid. The Giants, you know, I wasn't surprised by the Giants being above 500 because the Giants were plucky last year. They just were completely injured. Uh, In the second half of the year, and they just couldn't, they could not have sustained to keep up. But two years ago, the Giants were a playoff team, they're right there, they were right there with the Dodgers and won uh, to win the West. Like, the, the Giants aren't a shock, the Giants are just somewhat healthier this year. That's the only difference. So, when it comes right down to it. The reason why the Dodgers are the Dodgers is they make strategic moves. They move beyond Trey Turner. And, you know, you don't have Corey Seager anymore, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mookie Betts is still there. You got Muncie still there. And they got Freeman. You know, Freeman. For all intents and purposes, is probably going to end up being the NL MVP when it's all said and done. Because I look at the Braves being at the top of the mountain in the NL, which I told you they were my favorite for, to win the World Series coming in. So d- d- don't don't get it twisted. It's like I'm not going off the Braves. Ban- uh, I'm not going off the Braves at all. I still think they're winning it all. But when you look at the Braves and you look at how well everyone's performed on the Braves. Acuna is likely to lose votes because of his own team, because of how well uh, Spencer Strider's pitched this year, because of what Albies has done this year, because Olsen has stepped up and, you know, not replaced Freeman but held his own. You're going to, and, you know, Austin Riley putting up numbers, you're going to get other Braves players, like, kind of siphoning votes from uh, Acuna. Or the argument being made, because of how strong the Braves are, top to bottom, that the Braves are a better lineup than the Dodgers. This is also true. I even though the Dodgers score more runs, I actually do think the uh, the Braves are the better squad. It's just a fact. It's just a matter of if you look at what these teams are capable of, neither team would shock me beating the other. I just think that overall. You've got a case where Freeman has less eyes in terms of uh, guys that are grabbing the attention outside of Betts, and Betts having a solid year, but no- nothing overwhelmingly like uh, crazy that I, I think Freeman's uh, uh, likely to be the favorite for the NL uh, MVP. But you look at the rest of the NL, the Phillies should be in – play for the wild card, the Marlins are in the hunt for a wild card spot, the Marlins, because of how bad the Mets have been, the Marlins are actually the team that's in the wild card spot, and the NL Central is a complete another mess, which was to be expected, which is why the Reds are so fun to watch, because while the division isn't any good, you see the Reds' offense pick up and you see that the Reds have talent in their pitching system, in their, in their farm system, that you can see where in about two years, the Reds are going to own that division. The Cardinals are in a complete free fall because the Cardinals, much like the Yankees, did not understand the situation they were in with respect to the rule changes. The Cardinals have the exact same problem the Yankees do. It's just that they have better players than the Yankees. Yes. The St. Louis Cardinals have better players than the Yankees. If you don't uh, uh, even though they don't have Judge. But station to station, they are a very pedestrian team. They don't offer anything different other than base to base. They can't run. Like the the one thing I'll say with the Reds L.A. Daniela Cruz, complete dog. Yeah, like, complete, like, just thoroughbred. Like, like <laughs> just, that top speed is just fearsome. The Reds can stretch runs where they shouldn't have any business being stretched. When they actually learn how to, like, be more disciplined hitting at the plate, like I said, the Reds are going to own this division in two years. They may win it next year. But they're going to start owning this division in two years. I I don't think it's that close. Maybe the Pirates uh, are also the team that makes some noise in that division. But, like, we are seeing where, realistically, while the Brewers are on top by default, this division is going to swing hard in a couple of years. The the Cardinals are going to try to reload that roster and, you know, do what they do. But I think the Cardinals have a lot more work ahead of them than they think they do, much like the Yankees. So, to me, it's the Braves in the East. You got the Dodgers in the West. The wild card is where it's going to land. And then you're kind of hoping that in a shortened series, you can figure out a way to beat the Braves or the Dodgers. Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a hot bat and hoping that the Braves or the Dodgers have a bad week of baseball. That's what it comes down to in the playoffs. You have to hope for a bad week of baseball out of the Braves or the Dodgers. I know it sounds boring, but that's literally what the situation is. They they are the two teams. It's not close. And yes, can the uh, Phillies pull off a run like they did last year? Yes. They... they, they they absolutely can because they still have Nola at the top of the rotation, and that lineup can still get hot and still hit anyone on a given day when they get hot. And they just need a good week of baseball. And yes, it can happen. Can the Can the Padres make a run and figure it out like Yeah, they have the talent, but man, do they have the want to? That's a real good question. I I have no idea what the Padres like. The Padres act like a team that seems satisfied with what they did last year. Even though they came up short in the NLCS and didn't win the pennant or go to the World Series, they still seem satisfied. At least with the Phillies, yeah, they have their bad moments. But at least they battle. I do not see the battle in the Padres. Like the Padres, like I said, they come across as a schoolyard bully. Much more interesting story in the AL. Where, again, you know it's the Astros. But, Texas, despite the fact that Jacob DeGrom has been stealing money from them because he got hurt yet again. Surprise, surprise. Uh, you know, get well soon, Jake. <laughs> like, come on. DeGrom literally getting injured within the first three weeks of the season and the Rangers still having one of the like best ERAs in the league. Like kind of shows just a, what what a colossal <laughs> what a colossal contract that was that probably they didn't need to do, but they they felt the need to do it, so they they did it. But yeah, I mean the Rangers are the best offense in the AL. Yes, the Astros are still there, but no, the Rangers have the best offense in the AL. Again, you've got Corey Seager. Uh, being a uh, be, be, being a difference maker on a, on a team that's going to the playoffs, like I, I don't know what else to say. This you've got, and again, this is what I say: like you should be able to have rosters where there's versatility in your lineup, where you can actually have good at bats and be able. Uh, you don't have to be a true Base stealing machine, but you have to at least be able to threaten teams with your speed. The thing that the Rangers are able to do, even though they they will punch out, but they will work walks to and they can stretch uh, singles to doubles. Like the thing of uh, the thing of it is, uh, the Rangers have uh, cleared well over two hundred doubles this year. With their uh, uh, with their hits because they're over a thousand hits, but they have over two hundred doubles amongst them. Like that's a good healthy number. Yes, you want to you want to be able to hit bombs, but like you should be able to stretch teams, and that's something that again a lot of teams aren't capable of doing properly. Hence the reason why you get teams like the, the Yankees and the Cardinals. Kind of being stuck where they are because they can't get hits, and they and when they uh, when they do get hits, yes, they tend to be of the home run variety. They don't actually get the extra base hits that are non like uh, slugging it out. Like they they just they're not good at it. Like point blank, they're not very good at it. So they like a couple of teams actually learned from what Houston was doing and started replicating it. Shocker that that's a, that's a good approach to uh, hitting, same way the Dodgers do. You know, Toronto does it. You you got you got the Mariners starting to figure it out. Although the Mariners punch out way too much for my liking, but the reason why the Mariners are still in the mix for a wild card spot is the fact that again, solid enough pitching good uh good enough offense to win games and that's the reason why they're third in the division you know who's fourth in the division despite the fact that you know realistically by default there's only four teams in the AL West i say this again there's only real four teams in the west because the Oakland A's are tanking beyond belief if you cannot beat the Oakland A's you have issues the Angels are a 500 team with Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout. That tells you all you need to know about how poorly constructed that roster is that you could have those two players and still only be a 500 team. Below average pitching and just above average hitting. When you have Shohei Ohtani leading the AL and Major League Baseball as a whole in home runs and slugging and you're 500 now, the Angels went all in adding a bunch of pieces to try to help Otani uh, get into the postseason because they're so desperate of losing Otani that their only recourse in their minds was to try to make a token-ass run to the playoffs when in reality they should have traded them and traded them for a boatload of prospects and reload their farm system and actually learn how to conduct themselves like a true Major League Baseball team. But, because Artie Moreno and the Angels Brass have no intention of operating like a real baseball franchise, you get this fugazi nonsense. And it is fugazi. Because all these analytics uh, nerds will tell you, oh, the Angels did all these acquisitions and they're going to make a run, this, that, and the other. There's a reason why Colorado was at the bottom of the NLS. Now, yes, in a hole you could say Randall Greachuk and CJ Crone can make a difference for the Angels. Yeah, they can make a marginal difference, but it's not as though it's going to make a legitimate dent in what is overall a very pitchable lineup outside of Trout and Otani. You can you can work whole like the, their plate approach is not what you are looking for. In terms of uh, teams, they punch out, like, I, I complain about Seattle striking out a ton. Y- you guys got to understand, when I'm complaining about these teams, yes, everyone knows that strikeouts are a part of baseball these days. Like, that's, that's nothing new. But there's striking out when there's no one on base and striking out when there are runners in scoring position. Like, the Angels are atrocious at driving in uh, runs with runners in scoring position. Like, there's a reason why they don't win games. It's like, yes, their pitching isn't great, but they're not clutch hitting either. So, when you combine those two factors together, You get what you get. You get a 500 team because, yes, as good as Otani is and uh, and as good as the war he makes, and even when Trout is healthy, yes, their individual play can carry them to a couple of wins throughout the year. But as a whole, more often than not, that's going to be a below 500 team. So even when they are excelling, it's putting them at a 500 team level. Like, this is... This is how screwed up the Angels are. As much as I complain about the Yankees, the Yankees are still in a better spot than the Angels because the Angels' farm system is now completely depleted. Otani, if he's smart, will go to the Dodgers because, frankly, you can get the same marketing opportunities with the Dodgers and then some while never leaving the West Coast. You can probably get more money from the Mets and we'll... I I firmly believe even with the trades of Verlander and Scherzer that the Mets are in play for Shohei Ohtani. So say what you will, but it like nothing nothing's a shot. It, like to me Ohtani leaving in the offseason and the Angels getting a couple of uh draft picks for him leaving is the would be the dumbest thing imaginable. And I think that's the more than likely scenario. Unless Otani just doesn't want to feel pressure to win. Because if he doesn't want to feel pressure to win and he just wants to collect the paycheck just like his buddy Trout, then that's what he wants. Then he, he has the perfect situation. I just think he wants more out of baseball than Mike Trout does. Because, you know, the amateur weatherman like just, you know, likes to live his life and, you know, plays a ball on the side. Nope nope no nope begrudging to him. It's like, you know Different athletes want different things out of life. It is what it is. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna like just go flip out over it anymore because I, I see. I see it too often in the NBA. So like, what? Why am I gonna uh, blow my top? So let's just get over, get it over and done with with the AL Central. The, the Twins are leading by default. This division's uh, the, uh, like a complete dumpster fire. The Tigers still cannot score. Javier Baez stealing money like the swings Javier Baez makes, like yo, you deserve to get benched, bro. He like like it is straight up criminal watching Baez play play for uh, the Tigers. Straight up, straight up criminal. The Royals are tanking. The White Sox wasted their talent window having Tony La Russa coach that team only for their window to slam shut in two years or less. They're selling and rebuilding the roster. They're a mess. The Guardians are complaining because they traded at the deadline. They traded players. Your team sucks. You're one of the worst offenses in the league. Yes, you don't strike out but you don't do anything else either. You basically just hang around games like Fungus and hope that Jose Ramirez can hit a bomb to like keep you, keep you afloat and win some games. But realistically, you reached your ceiling taking the Yankees to five games, and frankly, that was an, an embarrassing performance by the Yankees last year in the postseason that that series even made it to five games. You're not a good team. You should be reloading. That's why I agree with the organization's decisions to sell because, frankly, that, t- that roster is presently constructed is never winning anything of no. And no, there's no one or two pieces that are ever going to get uh, the Guardians to a deep postseason run. Not the way they're currently constructed. And their business model is to be like the Rays, except the, the Rays are far and away way smarter at it than they are. That's the reality situation. So, AL East, what did I say when I started the year? I said, people are sleeping on the O's. They're going to be way better than people think. I didn't think they'd be this good, but I'm not surprised that their offense is that good. I am surprised that their pitching has held up as well as it has, but, and I say that, but, Tampa's still probably going to win that division because... Even with all of that, I still think that the Orioles pitching will catch up to them by August and September where Tampa's going to start overtaking them because of the better pitching staff. Tampa has over 140 uh, like, uh, bonus in the run differential column. Baltimore is about half that. Baltimore squeaks out certain games. Tampa's consistently winning games by... His a solid margin. Baltimore's going to start losing some of those closer games, and I think t- that's when Tampa overtakes them again. Tampa was in, in front throughout most of the first half. Then as we got to the middle of the year, Baltimore started winning some games. Tampa started regressing a bit. And so, yeah, you, you had the Rays, like, a fall of the second place, but I still think the Rays are the best team in the division. They score runs, They and the reason why they score runs it ain't because they're slugging all over the place. They do a lot of just base running. They take advantage of teams being inefficient defensively and stretch out runs. They they play smart baseball. They, again, the things that annoy me about modern baseball is the fact that teams are so unimaginative that they don't know how to take advantage of certain situations. The Rays are not that kind of club. Yes, they... They spot hit a ton of their players. They rotate them out regularly. Some guys don't like it. That's why they don't stick around long term with the Rays. But the Rays maximize pitching matchups. And they don't have a singular star. Technically, their star players are Wanda Franco and Randy Rosarena. But between the two of them, you look at their numbers, they're about 260, 270, and... They hit their home runs in the teens. Like, it's not as though they put up monster numbers. And I, and I think far and away, Franco is going to be the better player of the two in about a, another year or so. But it's not like they, they, they're they monsters, but they, they are very calculating in terms of how they approach the game. It's the reason why their run differential is so high. They, they are very opportunistic at the plate they' they're not the they're not the best hitters certainly not the best hitters but in terms of a team that I would trust more in the postseason compared to most i I still trust Tampa more than some of these other teams now do I think they can beat uh the Astros the Astros have been there they kind of know what to do do I think they can beat the Texas uh Texas Rangers yes absolutely. Do I think the Rays are going to beat the Central? Probably. And I don't think it's going to be that close. But it all depends on like how the finishing spots go. But, you know, again, the AL East is the best division. The reason why the Yankees are struggling is they're in the best division, and they are the least prepared to play in that division. They don't have team speed. Their pitching staff is actually above average. As much as everyone wants to complain about the Yankees' pitching staff, Yankees pitching staff is actually well above average. It's just the fact that they are so ill-equipped to do what they're supposed to be doing offensively because Judge is, isn't around right now. And Actually, technically, he just came back. But you know what I mean. Judge hasn't been around uh, for as many at-bats this year as was expected. It shows. But again, this roster isn't very good. Luis Severino is still hurt. Everyone trying to say that, oh, I don't know what's wrong with Luis Severino. I don't know. Maybe the fact that he came back hurt and he's still not ready to pitch yet, maybe that has something to do with why he's getting lit up like a Christmas tree. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So I think it's pretty straightforward with the Yankees. Will they finish last in the division? They might. They very well might. Boston's not looking... Uh, to be that aggressive at the trade deadline. So maybe they, they overtake Boston, but this Yankee squad isn't going anywhere. They're not making any run. This was like one of the more comical things being said is like, uh, Brian Casper saying that the Yankees are in it to win it. That might be one of the most idiotic statements of all time. Should have been laughed out of the room, but because the New York media is in the pocket of the Yankees, you know, you, you get what you get, but very straightforward. Um, in terms of uh, where I think the playoffs land, I, I think it's just a matter of who wins the Central. But you know your wildcard teams, you're you're looking you're looking at the fallout of who doesn't win the AL East. They will get at least one spot, and then it kind of comes down to can the Astros catch the Rangers because whoever loses the West probably gets the other wildcard spot. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, because you have, again, a couple of, uh, you still have more than a few uh, uh, opportunities to get into the wildcard. I, I mean, I just look at this from the standpoint of, this is not necessarily a done deal. But it feels pretty close to being a done deal as to how it's going to pan out. I, I just don't see a ton of these teams being that much different. It's like, you know, maybe maybe you see Toronto get overtaken by Seattle or Boston. I don't see the Yankees even remotely coming close to this. Like, I, I, I think... I think even the Angels have a better chance of making the postseason than the Yankees. And no, I don't think the Angels are making the postseason either, which is why I laugh even harder at the Angels trying to appease Otani and still failing miserably. So that's all I got. We got a convo with my dad coming up. Uh, Just uh, what we talked about in terms of baseball and everything else in between. So more to come here. Take a quick break and be right back at it.
0: Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, Kelly.
1: So. We've got the nonsense of Luis Severino going on and it's it's more noise and distraction for the Yankees, which is ignoring the bigger issue of namely the fact that the organization is an absolute mess right now. From a medical staff standpoint, from a player management standpoint, you can't tell me you didn't know Domingo Herman had issues with substance abuse and that realistically you probably needed to unload him to somebody else before it's viral to the degree that it did. You've known this for a while. It, it, like, you don't just de- suddenly develop a substance abuse issue. So, that was one thing. The second thing, uh, Anthony Rizzo playing through a concussion for two months and not a single person on the medical staff could have identified that he had post-concussion syndrome? Not a single person. Not a single person. Uh, okay. Okay. And then the exhibit three, we got Luis Severino still struggling to pitch. Severino, who was trying to like downplay the, like the amount of rehab starts he needed and that he was feeling fine. Severino's not healthy. The reason why he's getting lit up like a Christmas tree is that he can't throw any breaking pitches right now. His arm slide is all jacked up because that shoulder may never be the same again. And he's and, and he's trying to figure out how to do to throw his stuff like he used to, but he can't. And how the Yankees, like, couldn't diagnose that immediately that his arm angle is off and it doesn't look the same anymore is beyond me. Like, the Yankees are trying to, like, put up this facade that they're competing when realistically it's a house of cards and everyone's starting to see through the nonsense that I've been calling out for six, over six months now. It's utterly absurd that we're in this spot. And people were like, oh, we got to move Severino to the bullpen. Severino ain't going to do anything for the bullpen either. He's not healthy. Damn bits. Like, it, every, like it, if you can't see that Luis Severino can't be on a mound, period, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because uh, he, he can't fix that from the bullpen. Like, right now, it's a complete mechanics thing that you could put him in the bullpen, but it's like, okay, he's going to throw every day. Uh, like, He's not built that way. You built him up as a starter for five plus years now, and he's coming off a of shoulder injury. So even more reason why he's not supposed to be throwing every single day. He's not healthy. That, that that's a reality situation. Rizzo should have been playing for two months. How how does, how does this go? Like we we used to make fun of the Mets for this. Oh yeah, they, and, they've hired the Mets medical staff. Well, this is the thing. The Yankees have been cost-cutting for years under Hal, and I keep saying that eventually it's going to start catching up to the Yankees. That all the nonsense that they're doing is going to catch up to them, and this is this is the year where you're getting a bunch of injuries, and all the flaws of the organization are getting exposed because the philosophy got exposed. The rules have changed the game. The like, wait around for a home run. Wasn't even working to win championships. You might get into the postseason, but now you're you're struggling to even be in the wild card race. So, you know, everyone's, like, up in arms about the Yankees. I said the Yankees were going to miss the postseason this year. I got, I got yelled at for being too negative. But, like, tell me where the upside on this team is. Because th- there was no upside on this team. You were hoping that Judge could replicate a season. That's it. And now everyone's hurt, which again was not a shocker. If if you looked at if you looked at the roster last year, they were surprisingly
2: healthy. Well, well, well. Really? So even if the Yankees had replicated the season from a year ago, uh what was good about last season outside of Judge breaking the record? We got swept. By the Astros, and it wasn't competitive. So this this is what I no no. It's not that we just we got swept by
1: the Astros. It's the fact that you got taken to the limit by oh, yeah. the by the by, the, by the by the Guardians.
0: Yeah.
1: a Guardians team that even they realized, oh wait, last season was a fluke. We're gonna have to reload the roster again because we're not actually that good. So yeah. like, the Guardians aren't any good. Yeah. They knew they'd had a, they had they had to sell
2: off players. The White Sox are selling up players. The AL Central is a joke. But that's what I'm saying. So if you're telling me, if you're telling me as a Yankee fan, I should sign up for last season. That that's what you're telling me. Yeah, that last season was great. Uh let's 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 sign up for that again. And this and this is the fallacy of why Everyone getting caught up with
1: Judge resigning. I said, you know, it's the Yankees PR machine in overdrive that people were like, oh, yeah, we got Judge back yeah!" Like It didn't fix a single
2: thing on the team. Because if Judge stayed healthy, it would have been great for Hal. Because Judge would have probably make a run at the home run record again and the park would have been full. That's the only thing that's important to Hal. People keep Yankee fans and Yankee ownership right now have two different agendas. Yes. Hal agenda is let the ballpark full up, let the cash registers cling. That's it. Hal couldn't give a shit if they never win another championship. And people gotta people gotta live with that. If he doesn't sell that team, there's no move for the Yankees to win another championship because it's not important and Cashman knows this.
1: Cash, you know? Cashman is there to minimize risk yeah. and try to get that team into the postseason. The issue with this Yankee squad and I said this from the outset, it's predicated on Judge being healthy. I said this. It's predicated on Judge being healthy and being able to come close to what he was doing last year. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, How is this team supposed to make the playoffs? Because it requires Judge Ed Stanton to be healthy. That team is, as it's instructed, and the rule changes made this even more glaring, how flawed that Yankees roster is. Their philosophy has to change. But when you change that philosophy, you take on more risk, which is what the Yankees don't want to do. No.
2: No. They want to get something for nothing. You know. Because it's a lot more risky... Going with young players who are
1: faster, can move around the bases, and can actually take advantage of the base running rules. Like that—that's—that's that's baseball right now. The Reds are the one of the most high profile teams this year because all their prospects came up. And if you look at that roster, even their like I I I I I, and I say this with all due respect to Joey Votto, Votto's the only like slow white guy on their team. Even, even their white guys can run, outside of Votto. So, you know, it's the way the game is right now. You need to have some athleticism. The Yankees don't have athleticism. No. Gla- G- Glaber, like, like for everything that Glaber, like, the athleticism never really panned out to the way he was projected to be. He kind of regressed in all aspects of his game. So you're kind of stuck with what you got. You got a base-to-base team. And the guys aren't hitting. You fire you fire your hitting coach to, you know, shift blame. And then you bring in John Casey. You're bringing in Andy Pettit. Again, more noise and PR. But it's not changing the fundamental fact that the hitters aren't hitting at the same clip that they used to. They can't run. And there's no judge uh, to protect them in the lineup. So, yes, Stanton can get on, get on a hot streak. But
2: that's only one half of the equation. Yeah, but Stanton' heart streak lasts... It always lasts like two weeks. And then he's done. Either he's injured or he's, he's not hitting anything for like two months. It, it, it's been going like that for years now. I, I, I don't know. Look, I, I keep saying... The Yankees... What, what Hal and them is doing now. That Bronx Bombers thing is what they have a lot of New York believe in. That we're the Bombers. We lead the lead, league in home run. Hal do not care about the playoffs. He just wants to get in. Maybe he's a wild card or whatever. And then he stops counting. You know, he, he knows how much money he's going to make for how much playoff games they... they, they, And that's it. It's not important to go find a player or to win anything. He's not spending money to do that. He's not rebuilding the team. It's going to cost him money. And he wants to make money. He doesn't want to spend money. Right now, right now, the Yankees has replaced... All those bar owners we talk about, the, the Cobb owners, and the red owners, and Milwaukee. Well, you
1: still you still have cheap owners. The Hal's in are a different class. How is on the? I know what my budget is because yeah. I know how I'm gonna how much I'm gonna pay in luxury tax, in the revenue sharing. And his whole pro, uh, process is, I need to get the gates filled. X yes. amount. Yes. Every game. Yes. And, yes, we'd like to have that postseason revenue, but we already have the revenue coming in from Yes, and he needs to market the players, and he puts on... So, like, so for all of you, like, you know, and again, we have different podcasts. The reason why they put on John Boy and Talking Smack is they want to have a forum for the fans to vent their frustrations, but guess what? When they put the podcast on Yes Network and you're watching the podcast, you're giving them money! Like, you know, we we, we get, get you going and they get you coming. Yeah, like we can we can embrace debate all all we want. Like you can embrace debate all you want and say yeah yeah. Hal knows you're you don't like it? Yeah. He doesn't care because he can monetize you. Like that that's that's the long and short of it. Like I I, I try to explain this to folks and they they keep saying Dwayne, you're too negative. They're like it's not negative. It's just being it's realistic.
2: Not true the truth is it's, it's look it's like Nickerson it says you don't want to hear it you, you, you can't handle the truth yeah. that's the problem we can't handle the truth and you know because look there's a lot of people your age and stuff that has only known the Yankees as a winning team you know you're born in the 80s so by the time you get to learn... Hey, 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 from, hey, hey, hey. Danny Tartable was my favorite Yankee up. You know. Up. <laughs> you, you... Hey, I, I, I still like Danny Tartable. You know, I, I like hey, I, I still remember You the know time. winning. <laughs> you know winning. You don't know some of the bad Yankee teams. The truly bad Yankee you teams. You know, yes. This shit has happened before. You know. So you don't know that. So you think... This is how it's going to always be. But no. When you get shitty management, this is what you get. And I'm, I'm telling you, Cashman is not as good as people think. He, he inherited a good team. He inherited a World Series winning team. And then he spliced team pieces and we ran with with, we we ran everything out of Jeter and Bernie and them. So we was good for a long time. Yeah, so, you know. You know. Ah, so, I mean, between G-
1: uh, Stick Michael and Bob Simon, like, uh, you know. Ah. It, it, it there's a lot. He, he, he rode the backs of a lot of yes. others before him. Yes. To get to where he is. But, again... Cashman is a master of manipulating the media, and he's got a lot of his friends in the media that protect him. So they, they, so that's why you're hearing all this noise about Severino, uh, and like because they're trying to deflect from the fact that, yeah, they're not like Severino's not healthy, but it's like the bigger question is like, how is this roster actually supposed to compete? Because like when Cashman says we're in it to win it, like how? Like there's no follow up question as to how exactly would this roster. Are you expecting to actually
2: win anything? It's like me with the mega. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in it to win oh, it. You, did, did anyone win the mega? No, no. <laughs> like, no. I, I like I always keep seeing it, and I and I forgot to play it again. You no, know, I I play all the time. But I am one of these people who just play because if you don't have a ticket, you don't have a chance. Do you see me going out and? You know, put me for that BMW? <laughs> yeah. No. And that's what the Yankees are doing. Saying that we're in it to win it. Okay, show me out. Show me out. I just need two. I don't even want to go through a whole long list. Just give me two things you're doing to show me how we're we going to be in it to win it. Yeah. So we, we can't pitch, we can't hit, and we can't feel it, it, I'm, we all wronged us. <laughs> yeah. So, when we go back through this
1: again, and, you know, the, the talk this entire week has been about the Mets, and how much of a disaster the Mets season has been. And yes, the Mets season was a disaster. No one clicked. No one had a good year. It's all rational. Okay. But, the, but the Mets actually did the prudent thing, because... Steve Cohen was willing to admit this roster's not gonna get there. And he ate almost a hundred million in salary just to get prospects. And everyone's writing the obituary for the Mets to say, Oh, and they bought and I swear, people are so dense. Like I, I honestly like it's one thing for fans to be this dense. Then it's the media. Because sometimes I wonder if the media, because the the Yankees are, aren't doing well, that they're asking them to make fun of the Mets some more, to deflect again. Because all the media saying, oh, the Mets, it's a complete disaster. No one's going to want to come here if, if it's not going to be the game plan for 2026. I, I want everyone to understand this. I want, I, uh, hold on one, one second, guys. One second. I'll let you go. I want everyone to understand this. If there's one takeaway you have from this week, the Mets are in a better position to win a title in the next three years than the Yankees. I want you to take away this. The Mets are in a better position to win a title. Even today, as we are in the beginning of August of 2023, the Mets are in a better position to win a World Series title than the Yankees in the next three years. Because they got the prospects. Steve Cohen's willing to spend the money. He was willing to eat the money. And if you don't think that the Mets are going to be in play for Otani, I got nothing thing coming for you. The Mets are absolutely going to be in play for Ohtani, and they're going to be way more involved in Ohtani sweepstakes than uh, the Yankees will be. I, like, I'm telling you this now. The Yankees already have allocated their budget, and their allocation was for Judge. Can they make money with Otani? Yes. Should they be able to tap into the Japanese market with Otani through the Yes Network? Yes. yes. Yeah. But... The amount of money you have to take on to incur that and rebuild that—it's yeah, it's, uh, it's a
2: lot more effort than they want to deal with. I, the, the old Yankees would have done that. The old Yankees, because remember, nothing, nothing. The boss had liked, but uh, more than uh, another title, his thing was titles. His thing was titles. This regime, it's not titles. They figure they can, they can live with the amount they have right now. It's not titles, because if it was titles, Cashman would have been fired already with the amount of blunders that he has made in the past few years. He, he 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 would have been he would have been. I mean, we wasted that crop that we brought up in 2016 yeah that, that crop is wasted we we got nothing out of that we went to... Uh, we went uh, 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 let me see one championship game one championship series and uh what three four play playoff appearances yeah some of them forgettable you know so it's it's you know, we went to uh, uh, an Eastern Conference Championship and 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 or oh, two. Uh no, it, it was
1: it was two ALCS, two yes. ALCS. And, and and the yeah. y, the second one you
2: got hit we got handled by the the, yeah. the Astros yet again. Yeah. So it's, it's 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 it doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother this regime. I'm telling you. You can see it. You know. You can see it. Everything broke right for us in 2009. And we won that. And to me, that was gravy for Hal and them. And they have written that for the longest while. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what people are waiting on. But there's no there's nothing no bright future looking up for the Yankees I, I can tell you that uh, but people always wanna and look one of the problems I have with the media now you know you open the papers who, who are the guys who, who, are, who are these writers and thing? There's no individual, you know Dick Young and those guys again. Kelly. <laughs> the New York Times laid off their entire sports division. It, 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 there's it, no media. There's no, no real no, 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 media anymore. No, no, Everyone's no. doing blogs and, and TV. And I hate, and I hate uh, to question people's integrity, but I don't have faith in these people now. Some of these. Of course, because, you, because cause yeah. they they have to monetize their brand. Yeah. yeah
1: and yeah. the re, and the reason is yeah. when you when otherwise you end up getting you end up getting like kind of like the guys who are more into, scrupulous with like how they reported. You end up kind of getting pushed to the side. Yeah. And ended up like not working TV or anything else because you played it straight because
2: truth is not a big deal now truth is whatever i tell you now you see what is happening in politics truth is what i say it is yeah so you know. like and that's the thing
1: at the end of the day you know it's it's becoming a more commoditized uh item when reality is news is supposed to be news you're supposed to be asking her questions. Like, there are no hard-hitting questions coming out against the Yankees. You can't can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. We need the money. You can can complain and you can rant on, like, and everyone has their own shtick and does their sports talk and, like, and, like, oh, how can the Yankees? And, again, I've been consistent about this. Yankees are nowhere close to winning a title. I've been consistent about this for a couple of years now because it it, it was more than glaringly apparent that – they were never going to be able to get any value out of Gary Sanchez, Libertores, and the rest of that uh, crop that they spent. They spent the last bastion of international money because Cashman is not a good scout. The, like, the Yankees' crop of players came through the international draft because they uh, it was the last allocation where they could just overspend everyone, and they changed the rules after that. So it forces you to have to draft uh, uh, correctly and be able to uh, uh, gauge individual talents, so the Ellie Dela Cruz's of the world and the uh, uh, Julio Rodriguez of the world are going to Cincinnati. They're going to Seattle. They're not going to the Yankees because you know why? We're not. We're not a top shelf scouting organization. That's reality. it's,
2: it's been like that for a while. You realize, you realize we had the worst team in the East? Hell oh, yeah.
1: But I, I said this, but I called this, I called it before the season started. The Yankees, there was a real chance the Yankees could have ended up as the worst team. Because everyone was sleeping on Baltimore. Baltimore, all their prospects, and it's like, they, they don't have international. They got a bunch of white boys. But they they they, they can scout the white like, guys like they they scout them and guess what they cannot play. It's not about the international draft. It like it's it's just not about solely the international draft. You still got to be able to scout college and high school. The Yankees aren't good at that either. So yeah. Anyway, like getting back to it, it it's just the fact that there's so much that. Has not been addressed and gets like largely ignored by the media. Yeah, and you know they're complicit in it. So as I say again, the Mets get crushed repeatedly, and they deserve to get crushed. But it's not like the Yankees are faultless as well. Like there's a lot of incompetence to go around. But at least the Mets, like if this was the Wilpons, they would not have eating the, uh, the salaries of uh, Mercer yeah, and Verlander. You would have been stuck with that for another three years and maybe to try to see if you could rebound. They oh, they yeah. would just try to say, oh, they was yeah. like maybe we can make it work still. Yeah. At least you have the chance with an o- owner to get prospects, have them develop, be able to flip them for other trade assets as you reload in two years or less. Like everyone says, like it's 2026 to rebuild again. No, they're they're sandbagging you about 2024. If they will have their sights on Otani, if he wants to come to the East Coast, the the Mets will have priority over the Yankees. I can promise you that.
2: Sure. would you, if you have a choice now? Would you go to the Mets or the Yankees? When you watch the two organizations. Huh? You,
1: if you want to just go by name and, and just PR, then you go Yankees. But if you look at how they're being run, I, I don't see how you can make an argument for the Yankees. Yeah. Like this is If you're about just managing your PR and marketing, okay, you can make the argument for the Yankees, and that's why Judge stayed. Because Judge... Could have taken more money from the Giants. He could have made more money, but you can disappear out on the West Coast.
2: Yeah, the
1: we can. You can easily disappear on the West Coast. That's that's why Mike Trout's always in this protection. You know, yeah, he's hurt, but guess what? He didn't want to, He didn't want to be flanked by media. He's not a media guy. That's why he hides out there. I don't. I don't know if Altani uh, wants to deal with it, but. It looks like he wants more than what Trout wants, which is why I can't see him staying in LA. And I say LA, but I mean Anaheim. But you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to get in trouble with uh, uh, Mister Moreno. But it, 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 it's kind of comical at this point. All right, Kelly, so w- w- enough about uh, the, uh, the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, so uh, before we uh, wrap up, I do want to give like an obituary or like a eulogy, if we will. I, I don't know how we want to phrase it, but uh, uh, a farewell to the Pac-12 conference, uh, a historic conference, a conference that has produced such greats as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, John Elway, I mean, quarterback you with USC, you can name all the names, Marcus Allen, like, the amount of names you can name with uh, the Pac, uh, Pac-10 and the back 12 like, how the Pac-12 became irrelevant and gone by the wayside will be one for the history books of how incompetently managed. I'm not going to do that. Incompetently managed. Yeah. Because you're talking old money, football and basketball cup. Not just football, football and basketball. They printed money, the richest television deal in sports over a decade ago, and you go from that to losing every single member pretty much that matters because of your own incompetence. It's almost as though, like, in a sense, like we've got the spoiled rich kid. That inherited his father's business and then ran it straight into the ground.
2: Trump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's incredible how we got to this spot. Because yes, the SEC rose to the power, but the SEC usually goes in in waves. The Pac uh, Pac-10 and Pac-12 has always been solidly making money, just like the Big Ten. The fact that it's become now obsolete for all these other newly created conferences, is insane. If you actually think about it in historical context, from the advantages they started out with.
2: So you're saying that Donald Trump is running the (laughs) Pac-12?
1: I I mean, it's actually Uh, almost impossible from where the uh, Pac-10 and Pac-12 started from. For the amount of decades they've printed money, the amount of alums, the alums, you're tied to Silicon Valley, for Christ's sakes, Hollywood, like
2: the amount of connections you have. How do you screw this up? Laziness. Laziness. Uh, uh, We got something, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. It's, it's, and you know what they say about, about change. You know, it's inevitable. But, they seem to think that yeah but not for us it's it's gonna always be good it's gonna always be good and then it started slipping and then they say yeah but don't worry about it it'll straighten itself out well hey there there you go you know uh, you like you say how the hell this could happen well we just saw it we just saw it you know and and now uh, I I love it um, with the, the deal that they try to make. You know, um, well uh, we're gonna try to get people to come on board. And when if we can get people to come on board, then the other teams, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's gonna
0: work.
1: All these other teams had to leave because there was no plan. they, they, they gonna work. It's gonna work. Yeah. Like for those who were not following, like the plan that the pack was advocating was for Deion Sanders. Once he became the head coach of Colorado, he was going to recruit these other teams
2: yeah. to join the conference. Yeah. That was seemingly was the plan that they worked out. It's the dumbest thing because I don't I don't understand. Yeah, Dion may be he may be a popular guy, but um, you know it, people are not stupid.
1: Dion's de- de- not going to get used like that. Dion Dion went where the money was, which is the, the Big Ten. The Big Ten worked out the massive deal with NBC. Yeah. NBC's paying a boatload of money. And this is why ESPN is getting out of the college football game, pretty much, is the amount of money NBC committed to the Big Ten. ESPN, they made their move for the SEC, but with the amount of money going into the Big Ten, technically, between the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, the Super Conference... That actually might have enough firepower between the amount of talent they're going to generate to compete with the SEC now. It might. It's, 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 no. Provide, provided that these teams don't kill each other off because of how many teams are in each conference. Like, you got an 18 team conference at yeah, this point.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of mind boggling. You know, it's. But, like I said, it's the money. It's the money. Everybody is running after the money. Yeah. Uh, um, one thing we got to figure out: how we going? Um.
1: Yeah. So that's all I got. I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll wrap up uh, on just how ridiculous uh, this uh, <laughs> this uh, uh, confluence of events. Because realistically, you needed so many things to go wrong for the Pac-12. For it to become extinct, Companies. and we we got there, we got there. This this is a mission accomplished, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like what a joke! How can we? Fight? You know what? You know what? You know what? That's actually a job. Not even Brian Cashman could have screwed up. <laughs> like that's how that's how bad of a job they did. Even Cashman could have negotiated it, like a better situation for the back twelve than, than than what they got. That I mean. That 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 is a that is a Curb You enth- uh, Your Enthusiasm episode if I ever saw one with the Pac-12. Yeah.
2: I, um to you gotta it because yeah. I got to uh, figure yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's all for
0: us folks. So we'll, we'll catch you another time. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.